Today, Parenting Bites is brought to you by the beaches of Fort Myers and Sanibel. Each one of us, no matter how old or young, has childhood memories of family vacation. I know I do. <laughs> Don't you guys remember the family vacation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good and bad. Time spent together experiencing something new. And somehow it's comforting to know a place still exists where this tradition is alive and well. It's the beaches of Fort Myers and Sanibel. As the name suggests, family vacations spent on the beaches of Fort Myers and Sanibel will include plenty of beach time, epic sandcastle building, the best shelling opportunities in the world which I love. I love walking down the beach, collecting. I can't sit and just read. I have to like do something on the beach. Oh, I can't. I like to sit. You do? I can't do <laughs> it. I can sit. only sit for so long and then I have to get up. So I love looking for rocks and seashells. I think when you're on the beach and you bring seashells home, they're just, they remind you of your trip. You get to line them up. You can put them in jars. Somebody on Facebook, uh, her daughter made her a really cool Mother's Day gift of two shells that like fit into each other and put holes in them and made them into a necklace. Oh, that's nice. That's really sweet. That's like a good thing to look for. I love, I used to love making necklaces where you poke the little hole in the shell and yep. you put it on the string. So only one question remains. Can you fit it all in? It's time to make the beaches of Fort Myers and Sanibel your family tradition. Visit www.fortmyers.com hyphen sanibel.com to plan your vacation today or get a free lonely planet guidebook which is also my favorite guidebooks like before <laughs> there was the internet didn't you love lonely planet oh yeah i always use lonely planet because it was like real and good and fun last but not least make sure to experience the best shelling in the world at fort myers and sanibel on national seashell day on june 20th say that three times fast national, <laughs> national seashell. seashell day seashells by the seashore exactly <laughs> That's www.fortmyers-sanibel.com for more information on the family vacation of a lifetime. Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsViews.com. I'm here in the studio with, they changed seats on me today. Oh, you know, that was so, so weird. Amy put her stuff in my chair. Oh, I know. So I like looked to my right. Oh, I look at her. She's no, like me. What? No, I put my stuff on that chair. On the oh, must have gotten someone moved on the it. producer's chair. I was totally there. There were Look no chairs. Amy's in here. trying to give herself a promotion. No. I was okay. like, "Wow, Amy's being assertive here today." <laughs> I have Taking to clear my chair. <laughs> I have to clear my name. There were no chairs around our table when I got in here, so it couldn't have been me. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm introducing well, I was Andrea going with first. <laughs> Andrea Smith, tech guru extraordinaire and Hi, chair Andrea. complainer. And chair complainer. <laughs> and purple, in, in purple today, as always. And Amy Austin, chair usurper. Selfish mom. That's why they call you selfish mom, Amy. Yeah. Amy took all the chairs for herself. Today on the show, we are going to tackle two topics. First, kids and drinking. There was an article in the New York Times by Perry Class about offering kids a taste of alcohol, which is something I think people think you should do. Give them a taste and then you, whatever. There's a whole complicated thing in how you should introduce yeah, we'll your kids to alcohol. That. Should you, should you not? How do the French do it? Why do they seem to do it better, yet they're all alcoholics? Yeah, not, so we'll to be con- not to be confused with kids and drinking, why kids make you drink. That's a totally That's a different, totally different podcast. topic. Although, well, we can talk about that stuff too a little bit. Um, and then we're going to talk about raising a tech entrepreneur. Um, an article based on chores you can give your kids that they turn out to be a tech entrepreneur. Andrew's making a face. <laughs> She's making a face already, but more, that's topic two. You're not allowed to talk about it yet. All right, so let's jump right in. But before we do, let's say thank you to our sponsor, Organifi. Organifi boosts energy, eases stress, erases belly fat. 
That's kind of Ooh. interesting. Easier than eating vegetables or juicing. You don't shop, you don't juice, you don't blend. There is no cleanup. It is the best tasting greens on the market. Okay, this is what it is, guys, because they sent me some. It's actually like a super, super, super fine powder. Um, it's green. It's bright green. It's got all these vitamins and coconut milk. I don't know. It's got all sorts of stuff in it that's good for you and it's supposed to balance your hormones and all these things. But it's really, 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 really fine, which I like because it dissolves. Mm. You know how a lot of times that so stuff gets you chalky don't get a big and gross? Clump of it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah which yeah, is yeah. really gross with that chalky like yeah. taste on your tongue. It's organic, vegan, gluten free, dairy free, soy free. And it has a special wow. ingredient, and I'm going to say it correctly, called ashwagandha. It sounds very, like, I don't know, Native American, Exotic. but I'm not sure what it is. Shown in clinical studies to lower cortisol, which is the fat storage hormone. So I would think everybody would like to lower their cortisol. Increases energy, improves your mental focus. Listeners can get an additional 20% off by going to www.organifi.com and using coupon code PARENTING. Listeners can get an additional 20% off by going to www.organify and entering parenting. So I've actually been adding this to my daughter's smoothies in the morning because somehow I got stuck making them smoothies every morning because hmm. they weren't eating breakfast and it was making me crazy. And so now I do and I use like whole yogurt and all this stuff. And now I just stick a teaspoon of this in too. And then I feel like they're getting all their greens and I don't know if it makes my daughters less like moody. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, I'll report back. All the better. All the better. If it's a teenage elixir, I will let you know. Yes, please let me know if that happens. Okay. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Speaking of kids and what they drink, <laughs> um, in the New York Times on April 25th was an article Offering Kids a Taste of Alcohol by Perry Class MD. Um, she writes really good articles, mm -hmm. I think, Perry Class in the New York Times. They're always really like interesting, intuitive. She has real um, patient experience, which I like. She's not just like talking. You always remember who writes things. I have it written in front of me. I'm I, not like crazy. No, but like you're like, <laughs> oh, I always like her articles. Oh, because I'm, like, I, I read the yeah, same I've people read some over of hers and over. In the past too. Yeah. Sometimes you know, if there's, it's like a movie critic almost. You yeah. Know, if there's someone that you really like, you follow. Yeah, she's what a they good write. health writer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she writes mostly about kids, although she writes some good. Sometimes they have like that mystery illness section in the New York Times where uh, everyone guesses. And it's always like a medical student oh who gets it. I'm like, that just goes <laughs> to show. It's, it's always funny. But um, so she re had read this study called Parents Who Supply Sips of Alcohol in Early, Early Adolescence, a Prospective Study of Risk Factors, which sounds very official because it actually was a very official. It was in the journal Pediatrics. And it's about these little token sips of wine or champagne, like a little bit of wine at Passover, she talks about, a little bit of champagne on New Year's. Right. Um, and they're saying that actually these small tastes of alcohol in relatively young kids, so they're not talking about teens, they're actually talking about younger than that, um, in family events actually does have an effect on later alcohol use. It was like a, it's a weird study that this isn't high school students. These are like little, little young kids. And that this whole, they had never studied this idea of sipping. They'd always studied sort of, are you letting your kids drink earlier than the recommended age? Are you drinking a lot in front of your kids? Um, so they're trying to distinguish this between sipping and then the kids who have, yeah. That's so, I mean, I remember my parents giving me champagne on New Year's Eve, you know, when I was five or six years old and I think we did the same with our son and you know we'll get into teenagers later or not at all because that's a whole nother story but 
I don't know. I just feel like if you're doing something and and it's so oh you can't do this. You're not a you're not an adult. You can't do this. I mean, you know, especially on something like a, a holiday like Passover where drinking wine is such an important part of what you're doing. Well, they did say that they accepted religious stuff out of the they the excluded study. it. Yeah, yeah excluded. They excluded religious. Um, they said children who had tried alcohol alcohol before sixth grade, mostly at home, beer and wine given by a parent were more likely to have had full drinks or gotten drunk by the beginning of ninth grade. You know, when I when I was seven, I was at a Halloween party with my godmother and I asked if I could try a beer and she just handed me one. Keep in mind, I was seven and I took a sip and it was so gross. I think that's what put me off of alcohol for the rest of my (laughs) life. Seriously. So that's it. That's funny. My stepmom tried cigarettes one time. Her mom caught her and her story is her that mom made her smoke an entire pack. And that was it. She threw up and threw up and and she never smoked smoked again. again. I mean, (laughs) I feel like in some ways it's a way of taking the taboo out and saying, you want to try it? Okay, here you go. You're not going to like it. You know, try it. And now that that kind of aura. The the mystique. Oh, that cool thing that you get to do and I don't get to do or I can't wait until I'm old enough to do that. That's done. So she was saying that that's the myth. Right. Right. And that the actual reality I that is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that the reality that these studies borne out was that it actually gives the child a sense of permissiveness and that then they are more likely to drink later because they feel like their parents have already made it not a big deal. I don't discount the study at all, but I find those results so surprising. Yeah. Right. I don't know what to say. I mean, my son is at that age now. He's 14. He's almost 15. He's at the age where he very well might go out and try to get drunk with his friends. And his only experience with alcohol, as far as I know, is a few years ago when he was about 11, I think. Um, Friends of mine have this great party every year. It's coming up where they have this big scavenger hunt. And you divide up in teams and you set off for a couple of hours. And then you come back and present everything. And um, one of the items that year was something inappropriate. And so what one team did was, it's so much fun, but what one team did was um, one of the adults on their team went into a liquor store, bought this little thing of candy-flavored vodka, which just sounds so disgusting. And when it was their turn to present whatever number on the, on the, the scavenger hunt that was, they had a little curl on their team take a swig of it. And that was their something inappropriate. Then all of the other kids at the party wanted to take a taste of this. And we were all like, go ahead. That's disgusting. Like that, you were, nobody is going to like it. Sure enough, they were all like, ew. So I'm hoping that that had the same effect on him that the beer had on me. We'll probably find out very soon. Oh, that's scary. Well, he said, this was really interesting. So they said, um, what was really interesting was to find the parents who were supplying alcohol to their children. They had good parenting practices. They had strict rules. They monitored their children's relationships. What correlated with their decision to offer sips? The biggest predictors were whether they thought their children's friends were drinking. Hmm. Perhaps deliberately trying to offer an alternative model. That's interesting. That's not me. I know. Well, but I think that goes back to what you were saying, Andrea, is that you feel like if you're showing them that you can sort of drink a little or that it's just with a meal or you know whatever right. it is right. that that's how they should be consuming so there's always that idea of the French right like the French are doing everything right somehow <laughs> although meanwhile they have this 
whatever. I'm not even getting into it. <laughs> I, every time it. I hear people talk about skinny French people, I'm like, I'm... have you been to France where they chain smoke and just drink coffee all day? I'll tell you why they're skinny. <laughs> they chain smoke and drink coffee all day. Send your hate but, mail to Rebecca yeah, Levy. So you can send it to me because they're not sitting around eating their cheese all day. Like when we go there, we eat all we do is eat cheese. But anyway, <laughs> oh, they, um, so they actually have an incredibly high rate of alcoholism in France. So there's this idea that, but the French are drinking right. wine all the time, and they let their kids start drinking wine at eight years old, and da da. But they actually have a really, <laughs> really high rate of alcoholism. It just might be more socially acceptable, acceptable. to be falling down drunk at the end of the day because you've been drinking all day yeah, since lunch. And you're not drinking, and you're not driving because you live in a town or a village. You live in Paris. Walking. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, I know there's a big difference between what they're talking about this in this article with younger kids and teenagers, though. And I just yeah. have to say, you know, when when Matt was a teenager, we very much went out of our way to not make beer forbidden. You know, mm-hmm. like Dick would have a beer at night and we didn't offer Matthew one, but if he wanted to taste it, it was okay. And when he was in high school, when he was like 17, you know, we live in a in the suburbs in New Jersey. A lot of kids are out drinking. We felt that we would much rather have him home. You know, if he was going to have a drink with a friend, we would rather have him home. I know a lot of parents disagree with that, but... You know, that way he felt responsible. That way he felt he wasn't driving, he wasn't going somewhere. There were, this was a time when there were a lot of families who were doing that to the max, though, and allowing other people's children to drink in their mm, houses. That's right. And they were weird. getting arrested. I mean, basically, kids were getting yeah. drunk, girls had to get their stomachs pumped. I mean, it was horrible. And so the whole town cracked down on it. But I think for your child, you know, if you make that decision that it's okay for you to have a beer with dinner, we're all having a beer, you're a year away from 18 or, you know, whatever, you know, I think it's really a personal decision. But I'm curious to find out what a study would say about that the way they have with the younger kids. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's actually been a lot of studies about the binge drinking because um, that that it's not a lot of kids but who are having like, a beer with a parent. But that prevents binge drinking. Like when he I went off to college. I don't think anything prevents binge drinking. I, I really said don't. To me, I had so many friends who drank all through high school and they were just as big drinkers in college. It. And then I have friends who were the opposite. He said to me the ones I mean, in just, college, when they went to college, the ones who would just go out and get totally looped, totally out of control, binge drinking were the ones who were raised with really strict parents who never had permission to do anything and who never drank. That's what I ever. experienced in college, too. Those were my friends who were totally stink... What's the term I'm looking for? Stink face drunk? I think I just made that up. Um, it, that was my experience, too. So, and, and they were also the ones sleeping around. Yeah. The ones with the really strict upbringing. Yeah. See, that wasn't true crazy. of me at all. Because I grew up in Park like Slope freedom. and nobody had a strict upbringing and people had parents with bricks of pot in the fridge like I had nobody had a strict <laughs> upbringing and some people were total raging drunks all the time or smoking pot eight times a day and some weren't and when they huh. went to college either they decided they didn't want to do that anymore or they continued um it just didn't make a difference hmm. and I think it's I don't just know. part of college I mean I think that that's what people do in college and I, I and I guess every kid is different I think it's because the drinking age is 21 yeah. this is a whole other topic I think the drinking age should, should be 18, 18. because we then are, it wouldn't be driven underground and then right. bars could cut you people can off drive you can vote you can go fight for your country yeah you should be able to get kicked out of you a bar should, exactly but there was an interesting thing at the end of the study yeah. and I, I don't have it in front of me so I can't remember exactly yeah. what it said but there, <laughs> there, there was there was another study that they mentioned at the end that talked about um, that one of the predictors of uh, like a totally different study that one of the predictors of whether or not the kids were going to drink was 
Was yeah. it? Uh, what am I looking? It was seventh for here? graders. They started looking at right seventh graders, and um, I don't know. I can't find it, but it it was what their friends, how their friends were treating them. Like it, yeah. it had about it was, drinking. No, about like like it was basically like what kind of an influence their friends were and how yeah. the rest of their life was going. Yeah, which to me makes a lot more sense than the sipping thing. Me too. I mean, I honestly. I think at the end of the day, as a parent, maybe that's the hardest thing is to realize as your kids get older, you have less and less influence. So you have to hope the influence you had when they were younger sticks. Yeah. yeah. And then they're off trying to make their own choice. My brother-in-law always says to my niece and nephew, every time they leave the house, make good choices. <laughs> like that's all he says, make good choices. And it's true. It's like all you can do is what you can when they're small. But the truth is they spend way more time with their friends by the time they're in certainly seventh and eighth grade and then high school, forget it, than they spend with you. Just right. raw time. Yeah. So you have to hope you did your job. All right. Well, we'll be right back and we'll talk about what you can do when they're young to make sure they're perfect. Want to raise a tech entrepreneur? We're going to talk about that (laughs) when we come back. Today, we are also brought to you by Weebly. You know that great idea you have, the one you've been sitting on, the one everyone agrees is amazing. But now what? How many times don't you have people all the time who are telling you, I want to write a blog about this. I'm going to start a blog about that. Oh, I've stopped helping people because it takes takes a really long time to teach someone how to do it on WordPress. Now I just say, you know what? Go to Weebly. Drag and drop. Seriously, drag and drop. That is the key to everybody. So time to get your idea in the world. Don't bother Amy about it. Nope. Get it done. Not helping. Build your own professional quality website site, blog, or online store. That's why we are sharing how easy it is to get started with Weebly. It was created for people with the courage to start their own business and the dream to be their own boss. There are a lot of people who talk a lot of talk in this world. Be a doer. You don't need to be a web designer or know how to code to create a fantastic website. We were really impressed with the variety of professional design mobile-friendly themes to choose from. It is really cool when you build something and it works on a tablet and it works on a phone because mm-hmm. if that is your goal to build a store or website, it needs to work everywhere. Oh, it, most it of the people are mobile. on their phones right now. Everybody's on their phones. On At least 70% of your traffic is going to come from mobile. It is drag and drop, as Amy said. You can quickly build, publish your site. It's that easy. Customize it, update it, change your site anytime on any device. You can be traveling. You can have just your phone with you. You can make updates if you need to. Creating a fantastic website shouldn't get in the way of your dreams. Join the 30 million people who are already dreaming big with Weebly. Get started today for free at weebly.com slash parenting. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash parenting. Check it out. Build a site. Send us the link. And we'll uh, take a look. And maybe we'll help promote it on our Facebook page if we think it's super cool. Woo. (laughs) You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. There was a great article that Andrea loved called <laughs> Want to Raise a Tech Entrepreneur? Give Your Child These Chores. It was in the Wall Street Journal. So you know it's like very uh, entrepreneur-focused. Uh, written by Alexandra Samuel. It was on May 1st. We will have a link to it on our Facebook page um, and on our website, of course. So here's the gist of her article. She said, you know, you kind of tell your kids to babysit or dog walk or you know mow the lawn but maybe you should be introducing them to tech chores so you can introduce them to life as a tech worker now the funniest thing i think about this is it was so written by someone who does not work in tech like the funniest <laughs> this is the funniest i mean this was like a saturday night live skit sort of waiting to happen um but she wrote, put little children to work with a kind of routine time time consuming tasks that are tempting to avoid so they may not acquire a lot of tech skills in the process, but they'll get more comfortable using devices. 
And kids are already so kind of here's about that. That's the funny thing you. about I that. I mean, your kid, here's what I think. I think that this person doesn't know how to do any of this <laughs> and wants to use their children as slave labor because they can't manage their own cables and they can't rip their own CDs and put music on. Oh, see, digital. I actually think this girl's 25 and uh, doesn't have children. It's like, this would be a fun <laughs> article. Well, that would be too because I just cannot even imagine a kid not knowing how to do these things already. Well, I would tell you my daughter's not would definitely not know how to rip a CD because they've never used a CD in their entire life ever. <laughs> My daughter wouldn't know where to put the CD. They don't have CD drives in their computers, no. and I don't have one That's of mine. That's true. Um, scanning business cards, they could obviously do. Managing cable. That's something I actually used to pay my son to do because I was overwhelmed with business right. cards. And now he's a but tech he entrepreneur. <laughs> the only thing he learned was, "Mom will pay me to do this because she's too lazy." And why do you even use business cards? Just <laughs> you know, snap a picture of somebody's contact info. How about this? This was my favorite one. System administrator, pay your child to keep your operating system and apps up to date and your network running. If your child has financial smarts, you can also assign her the job of regularly surveying competing telco providers to see if you can get a better deal on your home internet okay. phone. Okay, the day that I let my kids touch my operating system, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh my, yeah. they're they're not allowed to touch my computer because both of their computers are covered in adware. Yeah. So yeah. they don't know what Spyware, to click on. Spyware, yeah. adware, oh, my downloads. Daughter, my daughters yeah. are so terrified of adware. They don't click Ugh. on anything. No, my daughter clicks on everything. I am I was very much, if there's one thing downloaded onto my computer, I can tell. And you are in huge trouble yeah. if you download it. No, they, I don't let yeah. them touch mine. And, and they're both really snotty about it. But my computer but I mean, is my I baby. I just feel like this, you know what? I write a lot about hiring trends and startups and, and what takes... Uh, what it takes to work in tech today. And it's not arranging cables and it's not scanning business cards. No, that's it's like saying let your kid map, mop up the kitchen every night to prepare yeah. them to be a janitor. I mean, it's crazy. Like, no, you're teaching your child to mop up you every night because they are part of your house and they should clean the freaking kitchen yeah. floor if that's their chore. Or they should put away the dishes because that's their chore. These I, things are like things you could pay your kid to do, like like you said before, because you don't, you don't how, or, or you just lazy. really don't want to do right. them. Yeah, right. I mean, like business I, cards, I just didn't want to. Your do. Your child's not going to apply for a job at Google, an internship in high school, and say, "I scanned my mother's business cards. I could do I mean, ten an hour." You want to teach your kids <laughs> how to be flexible, how to adapt, how to face a situation, and say. You may think this is a good solution, but I have another solution. Them, I mean, those are the How kinds of things risks, it takes to like, be, you know, work in tech and be entrepreneurial. Not well, if I can put it, cables. If I can put a different spin on the article, awesome. I actually, I actually loved the article just for paying yes. the kids to do that stuff. I just don't see the connection between that and entrepreneurship. Yes. But yeah, you can pay in, your kids in terms to do of, that. of paying kids, like I'm I'm gonna pay my kids. I think I have over two thousand posts on my blog at this point. And when I had the redesign done, um, the blog was made wider. So every picture that I had that used to fill up the entire column is now off center. And so I'm just going to pay my son to That was go one of the options, graphic designer. Yeah. <laughs> to just go through 2,000 posts, click on every picture that isn't on center, and center it. And, you know, 10 sets a picture or whatever. And That's I, cheap. So I, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I doubt if he'll do, it for, do it for 10 cents a picture. Um, but You might so, have to pay her per hour. Yeah, I think that might be a better plan. For her to well, keep track of how many pictures. No, if it's hard. Fiona, then it'll take her 50 hours. If it's Jake, <laughs> she'll be done in an hour. Um, yeah, but let's see which one becomes the tech entrepreneur. <laughs> Interesting. No, I would, I would I would, have to pay Jake by the hour, and I would, I would have to pay Fiona by the picture. Um, 
So that part I love, and I actually found out recently talking to another blogger that if I pay my children to do those kinds of things for my blog, since it is my livelihood, they're paid. I, they employed. are paid employees. I can deduct. But they have to, to declare. S- well, right. But all they have to do is fill out a 1040 easy, which takes like five minutes. They could do it themselves, and I think I can pay them up to six thousand dollars a year as a family and employee. A, as as an employee of my LLC. Yeah, but then they'll have to pay taxes on that. It doesn't matter. It won't be much. It's it, it, she yeah. don't don't take my tax advice, <laughs> but the way that she was explaining it, it worked out very very well, and I would pay the taxes on their what right. they're making, and I would still make out better deducting. You could actually it. set up an IRA for them and get them started on an IRA. But, but let that's me ask a whole you other question, conversation. Because, when you, because now you've piqued my interest. Because when I uh, did all the paperwork for my LLC, it specifically asked me, "Do you plan to have any employees?" They're not employees. They're not employees. They no, would no, they no. would be like contract. You, you don't ever use the word freelance. employee. That's a whole yeah, other conversation. Yeah, they're not okay. Never call anyone an employee. All right. Well, um, I said no. Don't worry. I said no. No employees. <laughs> no employees. So let me read the list of all the things she suggested, just so we get a sense. This is for littler kids, not teens. Scanning business cards, which Andrea did. <laughs> Ripping CDs, which no one knows Ridiculous. how to do and no one owns. Managing cables. Charging devices. Yeah, they can't touch my cables and no, my devices. Yeah, no. and device. I don't like, you know what? I also don't like the charging of devices because we always talk about keep your devices out of your kids' right. bedroom. Like, they should be shut off. I don't they think you want to be encouraging them to right. constantly, and I don't want like, make sure everyone's... someone taking my device saying, time to charge, Mom. No, <laughs> time to charge, Mom. Oh, my God. Um, tech support, which I think for grandparents. Yeah. Why not put your kid on the sure. phone with Grandma or Grandpa instead? System administrator, which we already said, no, no way. No, not touching not it. Graphic designer, I'm all for. I, I actually like this, like even like may, let them, I don't know if I'd let my child tweet for me. Oh my God, no. Not. No. But your PowerPoint deck, <laughs> like if my kids, or like asking you to turn your turn your first draft into a polished deck with images and animated transitions. I will tell you that the year Matthew decided to give me his Hanukkah wish list as a PowerPoint presentation, I was very impressed. <laughs> and after that, I did ask him for PowerPoint help. That's see, that's easy. And then um, also the, you know, managing your, your blog or whatever, if you have one, if you wanted to have some help posting and, you but know, pay them formatting, well. pay them well. Have them teach you. No, you see, if I'm going to pay them well, I'm going to pay somebody who already knows how to do it and who yes. I know is going to be responsible and do a good job. My children, I would but only I use them as my, cheap labor. Yeah. <laughs> Hiring family is not good. So my brother, I mean, we're talking about my brother-in-law all day today, but he was a really good single dad. And um, one of the things he did was a photo scanning business that he basically Ooh. gave to the He bought a really good, fast, high-quality photo scanner. And he started out, they were just doing their own pictures and then realized that all these people in the neighborhood, mm. when they found out, were like, I need to do that. And it became like a little side business wow. for my hmm. niece and nephew. Um, and it wasn't family hiring them, right? Because I, I don't think he paid them when they did their own. But, <laughs> but it really was something like everyone in the neighborhood found out. And they could do it. And they could do it after school. And they could yeah. do it on their own. And they actually made good That's money. That's entrepreneurial. And that was entrepreneurial. That yes. Yes. Um, I have a better entrepreneurial story about my, about my nephew, so I, but I won't tell it because it's, I don't know if he would want me to, <laughs> but he was very entrepreneurial. Tell us, tell tell us you lunch there. later. He was a very savvy kid. Um, but yeah, so I do think there is a way to give your kid tech, you know, jobs. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them chores because to me, a chore is not paid mm-hmm. and a chore is something you do because you are a member of the family. So Agreed. if it's your job to set the yep. table, unload dishwasher, whatever it is. We don't even tie it to allowance. Like you just have to do these uh, things. No, I don't. Do, we actually even stopped doing allowance because hmm. it was becoming 
too much like did you do this did it like what do you tie to do you just get money for being a member of the family like yeah. i don't know it's just my a kids weird just thing. get money for being a member so now of the it's family. like yeah it's just and like, then they have to buy things and make decisions that i don't want to have anything to do right with. so we have that now like i'll put like ten dollars in their starbucks card it's got to last whatever two weeks and they have to figure that out and <laughs> last them two times to starbucks whatever it is <laughs> but they have to share it then they figure it out like they'll share something that whatever um, but yeah, I don't think these are tech chores. I think it's there's nothing that needs to be done in no. your house that's tech. I think you actually just hit on something important. I think that teaching them to manage money might actually foster an entrepreneurial spirit more than any of these these chores. Because I Absolutely. think that you know most entrepreneurs that's what they want to do. They want to have their own business and the yep. power and make the money. Right. You're yep. more. Absolutely. It's better for you to say to your kid, okay, you want to do a lemonade stand. Like make a list of everything you need for that stand. How much, how much is that going to cost? Yeah, so how much exactly. do you have to sell each cup the tech for? Thing, I mean, kids know most of this anyway. To have them do menial chores about technology for the family, quote unquote, it just seems like that's not sending the right message. The message yeah. is really take technology that you know and understand, embrace it, and learn to do something with it. Learn to find solutions mm -hmm. for things, and figure out how to make it happen. Right. Because you really shouldn't charge your grandparents for tech no. help. <laughs> I just think that's, that's you just got to do I'm it. I'm going to start charging my husband, though, because he's <laughs> starting to ask the same questions over and over. Aww. Record the answer. Yeah, record it on his phone. Aww. All right, we will be right back with our Bites of the Week. So this week, we are also brought to you by Team Snap. We love Team Snap. We talk about Team Snap all the time. Do you coach youth sports? Do you have kids who play youth sports? Do you have kids who aren't any kind of organized after school thing, weekend thing? If so, you need Team Snap, the world's number one app for keeping the whole season organized. Where's the game? What do I bring? Whose turn is it to have a snack? Who needs a ride? Team Snap is every coach and parent's dream. You'll save hours of time and finally have an easy way to communicate and coordinate. It's every game, every player, every message, all in one app. No more reply all email chains that you have to search through and like crazy person. It's all there in your app. Get Team Snap and get organized. You can try a season absolutely free at teamsnap.com slash parenting. You do not have to put in your credit card. It's an actual free trial for a whole season. That's teamsnap.com slash parenting. And we are also brought to you today by Bedface. Didn't we, did we all get our sheets? I did. I did not. Amy didn't get sheets? I didn't get, get sheets. sheets. Andrew and I got our sheets. We'll have to check on Amy's sheets. Uh -oh. Maybe your sheets got stolen off your, your front step. That is very, very possible. That um, happens all the time. So Bedface is an online bedding brand that creates the best damn sheets on the internet. Bedface offers high quality cotton bedding in 24 mix and match colors with 28 million possible combinations. So you can make your dream bed. I don't think you live that many days. How many do? 28 million. It also <laughs> is kind of cool online that you can like yes. they show a picture of a bed and you can swap out and put the color of the fitted sheet and then you can put a different color for the oh, top sheet. Oh, so it's sheet. not like yeah. one package with everything and you can like no. choose different colors for pillowcases and yep. different, oh, yeah. And okay. duvet covers. Yeah. So you, and you see, it has a See, bed maker I tool. Used a duvet cover. <laughs> it has a bed maker tool right. that lets you visualize the dream set before you buy it. That's actually nice. I like that It's online. really cool. And then the bedding is made with 100% long staple cotton designed for comfort and breathability. It was really soft. It was like soft and heavy. Which I like. Heavy. I like a heavy sheet because yeah. I like to feel like weighted. Down. I like a big giant duvet and a big heavy sheet. <laughs> That's what I like with a lot of air conditioning. Yeah. That's what I like. Um, Bedface backs all products with no questions asked, 100 night guarantee. That is definitely enough nights for you to know if you like these sheets. Bedface works directly with their makers to pass the savings along to you with sheet sets starting under $100. 
shopbedface.com and use promo code BITES, B-Y-T-E-S, for 20% off your order. And then let us know. I kind of the color combinations really are endless. You can get really creative and oh, funky, yeah. and there's tons and tons of shades. Lots of purple, Andrea. There were lots of shades of purple. There were like four yes, shades of purple. I saw that. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We are back with our bites of the week. Who's first? I can go first. All right. Um, so last week was my daughter's twelfth uh, birthday, and she has wavy hair. It's not curly anymore because it's long. Um, but it's really wavy, and she likes it straight. Of course. And Who I will. Doesn't? If she had straight yeah. hair, she'd want curly exactly. hair. Exactly. <laughs> and I only straighten it on very special occasions because I don't want to spend my time straightening her no. hair. And I will not let her use the straightener because she's a klutz and she's going to burn herself. Yeah. Um, so it's been a point of contention. But for her birthday, I picked up, I didn't buy it on TV. I bought it in a drugstore. You know, like every drugstore has that as seen on TV aisle. (laughs) So that's where you can find this if you don't want to buy it online. But it's called the Simply Straight Ceramic Straightening Brush. And it looks like a brush. Around each bristle is a little ceramic thing that heats up. So you basically just brush your hair slowly, like like you're just brushing your hair. And it straightens it. It works? It actually worked. I was kind of shocked. When I gave it to her, I was like, no, I don't know if this is going to work. And it doesn't get it, like, stick straight like a straightener would, but she doesn't actually want it right. that straight. It just, it takes the waves out. It, it, but I, she I doesn't have super curly hair. No. Can you and use it no, on wet hair or just dry? It has to be dry. Okay. But I actually saw them demo it on Rachel Ray on somebody with super curly hair. And the woman didn't seem thrilled with it because, it again, it doesn't get it stick straight. Mm-hmm. But it did get it really straight. Like, it got all of her curls out. But it probably so. didn't have, like, the shine and the bounce right. you exactly. get with a really good blowout. Like, exactly. like the formaldehyde straight keratin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's bad. That makes I your hair really bad. sticky. Exactly. Like, it's but not if, like a dry bar blowout. No, it def- definitely not. But for $40, and, you know, if you don't want your kid using an actual yes, straightening so iron. Yeah, clamp their ear. Exactly. <laughs> this is a really good alternative. It's a lot harder to burn yourself on. It has a 60-minute automatic shutoff. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I would actually recommend it for a, a tween girl. Cool. Sounds good. All right, Andrea. <laughs> okay. So about two, two months ago, I don't know, time flies, so it may have been more, um, Apple came up with an Apple support Twitter account. Do you guys know about this? No. Yeah, not a lot of people do. And it's so interesting because one of the biggest complaints people have about their Apple products is they can't get help. There's no customer service. There's (laughs) nowhere to call. Nobody cares about you. You can go to the Genius Bar, but you have to make an appointment. And sometimes it's just something little and your phone and you need help. And so... Of course, Twitter is great for customer service for big brands. They've been on there for a long time. And Apple quietly rolled out an Apple support Twitter account. I want to say two or three months ago, but it could have been a little longer. And I've been watching it. I thought, all right, let's see how this goes. You know, what's this going to be? And I have to tell you, they're doing a great job. I mean, they have sent thousands of tweets. And when I look at the tweets that are coming in, It's all very, you know, I'm having trouble syncing my pictures or I'm having trouble doing this. And they're right on it. And they say, what iOS are you using? What what hardware? Send us a DM. And then when I look to read the tweets, you know, not the DMs, of course, 
you know, they're solving people's problems on Twitter, which to me is such a great use of Twitter. That's what I think Twitter is all about, is being able to reach a brand quickly and solve something. And it's a way for Apple, which has been behind this veil Mm -hmm. uh, of, you know, even for a PR person. like Inaccessibility. Even a journalist. I mean, forget even trying to get a PR person. They don't answer you. Um, And so for you guys and for our listeners, it's at Apple Support. And... It's really great. Just send them your question, and they'll try to help you with the answer. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So I have a super hyper-local recommendation, but I feel like enough people visit New York that Mm -hmm. you can see they have reopened a part of Central Park that has been closed since 1936. No way. It's called the Sanctuary. And it has been closed since 1936 when Robert Moses closed it to he decided it should be just a wild bird um, sanctuary basically and he closed it to people and it became so overgrown and it it has become a migration spot for birds as they travel north south south north but it became really overgrown with invasive species so like japanese meeples and wisteria Mm. and everything and this iranian couple who she emigrated here, I think, in the late 70s, I think, after during the revolution they emigrated here. So it's this great immigrant story also, which is so New York. And they have an apartment overlooking Central Park, and this is the part of the park they look at. And they donated all the money to wow. completely restore and basically renovate sanctuaries. So they have gotten rid of all the invasive species. They got rid of all the crazy wisteria that had taken over and choked everything. What street is this in here? It's Lower Fifth. You've never seen it because it's not open. So if you had been walking through the park, yeah. you would have stopped at basically a gate and right. just had to and just walked around, around and not known. Hmm. And they've now put up a special like a rustic wooden gate and it's only open during certain hours. Wow. It's like the afternoon, I think. Um, and it has this gate that closes and then you won't be able to get in the other times. And it's spectacular, and she named it for her parents, the wife, and she has like a big plaque, but they now have like walkways that you can That's go through, cool. and very it's nice. really, really cool. Neat. So we'll have a link to the story in the New York Times. You can find Maybe it on the Central Park map. There. We should totally do a field oh. trip there. <laughs> and yeah, it just looks, I just, who knew there was a whole part of the park that you couldn't access? Well, and I mean, I grew up there. Right. You know? I mean, I was in that park every week if not during every week yeah. I and mean, we had gym classes in the park because the right. gym wasn't big enough at school <laughs> <laughs> real estate prices so we would you know jog to central park and go to right. gym in the park and it's just this whole little special part of the park that now is open to the public which That's is so crazy. cool i have to go see that i yeah. know so that is it for today thank you amy thank, thank you. you andrea Thank you. Oh, thanks, you guys Pat, our see. producer, who thanks, had to sit Pat. through our whole. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to see Amy's hat today. We'll put a picture of Amy's special We're hat. We're going to put a, a picture. I, I, I am wearing my Make Donald Trump again hat. <laughs> special and, hat. Uh, I actually took a detour on the way here this morning up to Trump Tower just to take a picture and point Did out. Did anybody that, say anything to uh, you? Some school kids. Yeah. Some school kids pointed. Thought it was awesome. And they not, didn't, they didn't and all take pictures. No, th- no, they were really too young. Oh. And I felt I really felt like they were laughing with me, not at me. Oh, I'm sure they were laughing um, with you. <laughs> sure. Yes. Look at that crazy lady. All right. Well, you can find you can find a giant picture of Amy and everything we talked about today on our website, parentingbites.com. And of course, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Parenting Bites. On Twitter, hashtag Parenting Bites. On iTunes, Parenting Bites. Subscribe, rate, review us. And of course, on Play.it, where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. Talk to you next week. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.